Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Bitches, Witches, and Queers, a podcast dedicated to those who have left religion behind and are now seeking to rebuild their lives through self-exploration, play, and spirituality. I, your host, Christina Carlson, am an embodiment and intuition coach. I work with bitches, witches, and queers to discover their own worth and value and learn how to trust themselves to create the lives they want. I'm an experimenter by nature, so this podcast, like my life, is an offering in flux. What you find here will be diverse and, hopefully, interesting. One thing you can know for sure is that we will get good and curious here. Welcome. Don't let a breakup beat you. Use it as a launching point to design the life of your dreams and have fun while you do it. Sometimes you just need a little reminder that this too will pass and some inspiration to get you back on your feet. That's why I'm sharing with you the X-Files podcast. The hosts, Janice and Claire, are both breakup coaches who show up each week to discuss all things breakup and dating related with a lot of laughs and a bit of science along the way. Check them out at X-Files with a PH wherever you listen to podcasts to help you heal from a past relationship, build your confidence, and get back out there in a magnetic way, no matter how rough your last relationship was. Hello, and welcome back to Bitches, Witches, and Queers. Today, I have with me Remy Gordon. Hi, Remy. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited to talk to you. I'm super excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I I want to get to know you, and so many so many different questions I have. Um, but I usually like to start off by asking you to define what spirituality means to you right now. Yeah, I like the addition of the right now because I feel like it is a changing it's a changing thing for me constantly. Mm, yeah. Um, but right now, I would probably define it as a connection to something both outside of myself and within myself. Mm-hmm. Like this acknowledgement and understanding that there is something, call it a power, like whatever you want to call it, but there's this energy, this thing that exists outside of us, is bigger than us, but is also within us. And having that connection to both in like a way that is grounding and supportive probably best defines what spirituality means to me right now. And there's also the addition of like nature. Like I'm really big on like when I'm outside, I'm like, wow, like this is like the world is magic. Like <laughs> how are these like these beautiful flowers? And like <laughs> I get, I'm like, this has to be like, this is my, this is part of that connection. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think it, it comes back to that connection, both, you know, outside and inside. That's so beautiful. Yeah. So what yeah. what were you like as a kid? Uh, as a kid, I was very curious. I was often descri- described as precocious. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think I was, yeah, I was really curious about everything. Mm-hmm. And I always wanted to to be and do everything like everything seemed so exciting to me uh and I've also always been I'm going to claim it because it's like my Leo son but like always been quite the performer the entertainer (laughs) (laughs) 
uh, center of attention. <laughs> yeah. But I own it. I own it. You like, you like making people have a good time. Yeah, I think so. And I don't know why. Yeah, I feel like it's an important part of who I am. Like I get a lot of joy out of that. Um, yeah. But also like, it's very natural to me to just be in that space and occupy it. But I think it's probably taken time to accept that in a world where it's like, you should stay small, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Mm. What was the like spiritual environment for you as a child? Yeah, it was absent. Um, so I, uh, the household I grew up in was an atheist household mm-hmm. and my parents were always very, uh, like you can make decisions for yourself when you get older. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've been very accepting of, you know, my um coming into my own like spirituality and sense of like belonging in the world but I think there's also parts of them that are like a bit weird though (laughs) like okay sure Remy um but yeah it wasn't it wasn't a thing but I was always really curious about it so uh in school like I went to a public school um and we uh, religious studies was optional like you could sit it out um and so I sat it out for a year and then I was like no like I want to like I want to go my mum was like okay sure like you can do it and I lasted a few weeks because the inst- like they couldn't they couldn't answer any of my questions <laughs> <laughs> and like as an 11 year old I was like I'm not here for this like <laughs> this whole concept of like faith and trust like as an 11 year old I was like like I'm not having a bar of it <laughs> uh, that's amazing yeah but I also I remember um one time I also went to church with one of my friends probably around the same age mm. um because I was really curious their family went um they were Anglican they went every week and I was like I want to go and like see what this is all about um and the only thing I remember because we were like went to the youth group was like we sang some songs that's all I remember about it which I enjoyed but I was like well it's just not really what I thought it was going to be and so I didn't think about it again for you know another almost 15 yeah 15 years yeah wow were you yeah. were you expecting like enlightenment, like to walk in there and be like, <laughs> I think so. Like, I feel better. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, I I do. I think I was expecting more answers to my questions. Sure. Um, but in hindsight, I was asking the questions that none of us know the answer to. Um, mm. and as an adult, I can see that now. Um, yeah. but it didn't it didn't satisfy my curiosity at the time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So how, um, as a curious person with a lot of questions, how is it that you have moved into the definition of spirituality that you have now? Yeah, I think for me, I am the uh, stereotype of uh, got sober, uh, got Mm -hmm. spiritual, uh, which I own fully. uh, And I think it happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. Um, I think... For me, in hindsight, I've always been connected 
and had this like sense of intuition and this sense of connection to something else that I couldn't necessarily describe or didn't really trust I think um and so I just ignored it like I was like you know like I dabbled in like you know I had oracle cards as a teenager you know like stuff little little bits and pieces but never fully claiming it I guess um and it wasn't until I stopped drinking that for me it became apparent uh everything that I had been trying to shut out and quietened down just got a lot louder and that's you know in in every sense of of that (laughs) yeah um but especially you know for me trying to make sense and meaning out of um my life and I think it also ties into my age you know like I got sober when I was what like 20 six so like you're you're coming to that age I think as well where you're starting to like try and understand yourself better and how you fit into the world um and I suppose that's how I at least started to step into spirituality um but it was an uncomfortable process and I was Mm. probably quite skeptical um at the start um because I didn't have that trust and I think that uh, still plays out sometimes today, you know, to be honest. I'm a bit, True. I'm like in and then I'm like, oh, it's a bit weird though. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? Do I want that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It would be so much easier if I could just be like, oh, no, nah, it's not real. So I'm just going to like go live my life and do other stuff. But, mm. um, yeah, it really is the way that it guides my life now in so many ways. So Was there yeah. like a... Um, I know you mentioned sobriety, um, Mm. but was there a moment along your path to sobriety that um, led you to any specific practices that you have now? I'm just curious Mm. about that, like about that process for you. Yeah, definitely. I think the, the reason and the way that I got sober, like I think now was, you know, my higher self or, my guides, like whatever you want to call it, really coming through in a moment of clarity for me being like, you need to, like you, like just calling me out of my own bullshit really and being like, you can't, like it's got to be better than this. Like you can't keep doing this. Mm. You already know what happens if you keep doing this, you know, so like it's time to get it together. Um, And I don't think, I think all, you know, lots of the big changes and turning points in my life have happened when I've had that moment of clarity um and it's really it's funny because it can be hard to trust it but it it almost is easy when it's that clear in a way because you're like there is no other option there is nothing else there is nothing else that I'm feeling or that is happening like except this one very clear, distinct message, which is you've got to do this thing. Hmm. Um, And so that's how that happened. And then it probably wasn't, I think about maybe six months into sobriety, I went to my first full moon circle Hmm. and I had always been like really intrigued by the moon and, but I'd never worked with it before. And just being in that space instantly, I was like, oh, Oh, there's like something quite, there's like there's something happening here in this mm. space that I couldn't describe. And then 
it kind of just escalated <laughs> from there really I ended up joining this um like online spiritual community called the forest um and that was my first foray into learning about like all different types of spiritual practices mm. um the consistent thing for me in terms of my practice all along and relating back, I guess, to that connection, if I'm defining that as spirituality for me, is journaling. And it makes sense as well because I'm a words of affirmation person. So I'm like, mm. oh, yeah, this makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. But journaling has been the thing, you know, throughout my sobriety or just writing in general, even before I got sober, writing has always been the thing that has allowed me to, like, distill what I am feeling and the messages that I'm getting and making sense of them. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's probably been, yeah, the most consistent and most useful practice for me because this has also just really been about getting to know myself, like who I actually am in this moment as well. And that's really helpful for me. Mm. So what I'm kind of hearing, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, as it sounded like with your experience, like when you knew that you needed to get sober was like this very specific experience and like this knowing and that mm-hmm. from there, it was such a big moment that you, you remembered exactly how that feels. So when that happens for you again, you're like, I know what's happening here. Yes, absolutely. You're right. It is like this very distinct knowing um, where, yeah, you just, I just feel it. Like you just, you, you feel it to your core, to your bones. Like there's no running or hiding from it. <laughs> um, and it, it does feel like, like an epiphany where you're like, oh, like a, a, a switch has been flicked almost, mm-hmm. like you've been going up against it for so long. This, particularly with my sobriety, like, you know, I recognised that I had a problem with alcohol for a good year beforehand. I was the, like Googling, like, am I an alcoholic? And it's like, if you're Googling this, like probably, <laughs> um, probably have a problem. Um, <laughs> which is funny, like it's stupid. Um, I know but it's, it's beautifully human, is what it is. It is <laughs> right, like yeah, like you probably like people who don't have an issue don't Google those things. Um, it's like the same, like am I gay? <laughs> like, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> if you're um, on, if you're on lesbian TikTok, there's a good chance. <laughs> I mean, that's part of how I realized to be there. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, we we could we can make a podcast about that. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, very wild. Um, oh. How does the algorithm know before <laughs> me? Yes, how does it know me so well? <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Um, I forgot what I was saying. Now. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> I actually had a question that like stemmed okay, off good. what you just said. Um, okay. I'm, I'm curious, like, um, if you're, cause, cause you mentioned on a, a post recently that a year ago you went through a pretty intense breakup or maybe it wasn't intense. Mm. Maybe I just, maybe I projected that on you. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> there, was, there was a breakup. Um, and then you mentioned that you discovered your sexuality and you came out as non-binary. 
Yeah. Um, and then you just now mentioned TikTok. So I'm curious yeah. about like how your inner knowing played into that experience and what that was like for you. Yeah, absolutely. So you're not projecting like it was, I think from the outside, probably not that intense a uh, breakup, you know, like it was, I mean, it wasn't amicable. Like, I mean, it wasn't mutual, but it was amicable, you know, like, um, yeah. all of that, but like emotionally, like extremely turbulent. Um, because the reason that I ended that relationship was because of my inner knowing that was like, you gotta, you gotta go and be on your own now. Like it's time. And I was like, I don't want to, you know, I fought that for like months and it just got louder and louder until I couldn't ignore it anymore. Um, and I didn't know why, right? Like I was like, what do you mean I need to be alone? Like, we're so happy, you know, all of that stuff. And I really didn't have any inkling of what was to come. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it had just gotten so loud that I needed to follow it. So that's what I did. And I guess in the months following that, um, I just, I think as well because I had realized that this was a time I needed to be alone I needed to like understand myself better so I was doing a lot of those reflective practices and like the TikTok thing like we joke we laugh like I know I know lots of people have kind of like come to this realization this way especially a lot of like um like bisexual women Mm -hmm. um and I identify as bisexual um but I was like, it's just like the power of the internet, right? Like you start seeing things and you're like, oh, like I feel that way also. (laughs) But what does that mean? (laughs) What does that mean? (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I think there was just, it was for me, it was a combination of seeing these things that sparked that that questioning and that curiosity around, oh, maybe, like, I've only, you know, like I'm 26 years old, 27, I can't remember, 27. <laughs> How old am I? I don't know anymore. Um, and, you know, I've only ever dated men in my life, you know. I've been, like, super femme, you know, all of these things. And then... I don't know, just something started changing, like, inside. Um, And I was like, oh, oh, you know. And I wasn't expecting it. Like, what twist? (laughs) (laughs) Keep reading. What happens next? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Honestly. Um, But, yeah, so I just decided to follow that curiosity because I was like, well, I'm never going to know, like, if I don't do take take some action here um and so you know I started going on dates with women and I was like okay (laughs) so that's a thing (laughs) like all right you know like you just know yeah just know um and then the non-binary aspect of it actually was like a very spiritual moment for me um I very rarely meditate uh, because I just don't love it. It's hard to sit still. Um, it's hard to quiet my brain. Um, you know, I like to do tapping because I'm like, I'm talking, I'm moving. It feels yeah. kind of meditative. But anyway, 
I was in this meditation in this group uh, coaching container that I was a participant in and talking it through us and like I had this realization in the meditation and I was like what the fuck like (laughs) (laughs) it had been something that had been I had had in my mind but I think because of the way generally that like non-binary people are presented in the media or even on social media like there are so many different ways that you can be non-binary just as you can be you know anything um but like you do see it's like a very androgynous like very specific type of person a straight sized person like just all these things and I was like I'm not that so I can't be like it's just obviously not me like it must be something else Mm. um and so I like really pushed down and ignored that until yeah it came through in this meditation and I was like holy fuck um and I was super grateful to the person who was holding that space because when we were sharing afterwards and I was like I want to share but I don't want to share I was like I I think that I'm non-binary and this is in a group that is designed like it was a it was a women's space you know and I was like oh my god (laughs) and she was like do you want to do you want to say that again like in a different way like do you want to do you want to claim that you know and like (laughs) you know, Remy, like giving me the invitation. I was like, yeah, oh, I'm non-binary. Like, dang. (laughs) (laughs) That's so beautiful. (laughs) It was so gorgeous. And, um, but it was, it was so wild because I didn't, I mean, I feel like all, like all realizations or epiphanies or whatever you want to call them, they kind of do just pop up and you're like, oh, okay, shit, all right. Like, I guess, I guess that's what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> it sounds like you know, you know yourself really well, and by that I don't mean you know everything about yourself, but you know the ways in which your mind works. Mm. That's, that seems like it would be really helpful on a yeah, nature. I think so. I think I think getting to know yourself and how your mind works is super helpful <laughs> because you know if you don't if you can't feel into like where your intuition is coming from or like you know discerning between that like ego versus intuition voice it makes it really hard and like also want to like full caveat this by saying I still like even this morning there was something that happened and I was like, is this my ego or is this my intuition? Like not sure. But I think even just like practicing questioning that, like when you do um when you do have those thoughts, um, to be like, okay, wait a minute, let me just like take a second instead of like taking this as the truth, knowing that it is the truth in some way, but like is it the truth that I want? Like, or like, where is this coming from? I think, I think has been really helpful to kind of practice and keep practicing and, and learn about myself, like through this journey. Cause it, it makes making decisions a lot easier. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I have a question for you along those lines too. I'm, yeah. um, 
I just think that's so beautiful how you're describing this and just like your your own practice around this and awareness of your own mind and ego is super, super valuable. Um, what does it look like when you've <laughs> you've been your intuition is like, hey, 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 and you're finally like, okay, god damn it, like now I'm gonna do something. Mm. What what is your like spiritual practice in those moments for like shoring yourself up to actually do the thing Mm. this is probably like I wouldn't necessarily recommend this um (laughs) let's just start it with that (laughs) but what (laughs) yeah for Steve this is not this is not advice (laughs) uh this is just my experience um I uh I tend to just do the thing so I don't um I think when I have that moment of clarity of knowing that comes through that breaks through and I'm like okay fine we'll do that um I just I just do it I don't I don't necessarily um put anything in place beforehand you know afterwards obviously there's there's things you know that help me to like especially like with grounding um and again you know writing is super helpful for like because I feel like when you have those moments of clarity there's like this like when you agree when you take that invitation there's like a like it's like a relief like an exhale right yeah yeah but that doesn't necessarily last very long. Like it might last long enough for you to like take the action, but then, you know, in my experience, then the ego is like, what the fuck have you done? Like you. (laughs) We're going to (laughs) die. Yeah. We're going to (laughs) die. You're an idiot. (laughs) You know, all of that natural human stuff like comes up and so then that's when I put things so I'm probably a bit more reactive with it rather than proactive um, which is why I'm like "Mm, I wouldn't recommend but (laughs) for me I know that that like moment that I say yes and I take that invitation for me it doesn't last very long like I have to act on it pretty quickly after otherwise Otherwise, who knows how long it will be before that moment comes round again, you know? Mm, yeah. 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 I feel that. I've been around a couple of those myself where I've I've stayed and been like, but I'm not ready yet. And then it, it, takes, yeah. it takes a while to come back for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And we get like those little tastes of it, right? Yeah. Where it's like, mm, but there's always... There's always a reason why we haven't done that, you know. We need to stay a little bit longer. We need to feel, we need to learn something else about ourselves from that experience or mm-hmm. relationship um, to really solidify, yep, yeah, okay, I'm going to jump, you know, yeah. um, when it comes around next. Yeah. Yeah. That's really beautiful. Um, one last question for you. Um, and that is how does how do your spiritual practices um, interact with your work as a coach? Mm, yeah, it is so funny. I was reflecting to someone the other day that when I first started, or when I like signed up to do coaching, um, and I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not going to be incorporating spirituality into my work. No, nah, no. Nah not happening you know we're doing the work in our niche and I was like nah I'm gonna do something else 
Uh, I thought I was going to be a sobriety coach. Um, all of these things. I really like, again, it was like my inner knowing was like, this is, you know, Remy, <laughs> come on. <laughs> this is what you're meant to do. And I was like, no, 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 thank you. Don't want to do it. I had so much resistance. Mm-hmm. And then again, that moment of clarity where I was like, I think we were working on our niches and I was like, why am I, why am I pushing so hard against this? Like it's because it felt like I was like pushing shit uphill. Like I was like, I can't work out what I'm going to do, all of this. Anyway, so when I like flipped that switch, like it just became so much easier and I was like, yeah, okay, this is what I meant to do. And so I think in my work now as a coach and as a space holder, inherently everything that we do is spiritual, whether or not my clients identify as spiritual or not, because we're really working on that core connection to themselves Mm. and what they truly want. So they're connecting into their intuition, but they might not call it that. And that's so fine, (laughs) but inherently like that's the work we're doing (laughs) you know yeah yeah um and then for my clients who are more you know outwardly like yes into spirituality might uh, call themselves a witch or like whatever it might be then we're going to be incorporating more uh we're just going to be changing the language actually now that I've said that it's just a language change um, because we'll do the cards, you know, we'll talk about their goals are sometimes different. So it might be more around like the energetics of things or like, you know, like some of that like juicy magic leaning stuff, you know, as opposed mm. to like maybe a more practical goal where we are still tuning into our intuition. We are still doing rituals for ourselves, but maybe we're just not calling them that. Just routine. Um, yeah, a routine versus ritual, yeah. a celebration versus a ceremony. Like yep. it's, yeah, it's just language. I, I love that you. I love that you named that and own that because that is that's so true. Like, there's there's so many things like that we do like and language. Uh, a lot of my clients and a lot of my listeners are ex-religious, um, and mm-hmm. I'm ex-religious but I'm deeply spiritual. Um, so I'm aware that like a lot of language can be triggering for people around spirituality. Um, so, so same, like we work on a lot of different things, but the language is different depending on what a person is comfortable with. But like at, at its core, working on your relationship with yourself is a huge part of what life coaching is. So it's really, it's really impossible to get away from that, you know? (laughs) Yeah. If you're if you want to do something good in a person's life, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Like that connection to yourself is core, mm. and really understanding yourself is what coaching is all about. Understanding what you want in your life, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just funny. I kind of hadn't realized that it's just language until we started talking. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh yeah, we do this, we do this. I'm like, no, no, it's the same. It's the same. <laughs> Which also, also makes sense because it's you. So, yeah. so like you're going to come out in your relationships with your clients. So, so yeah, worse. absolutely. But it, I feel like it's so much easier now that I claim it and own it. I think when you've got that like resistance and you're trying to ignore, you know, your intuition, it's like, 
it does feel really hard, like you're really pushing. Um, but it's just it, everything feels flowier now, like you're just leaning into the energy of it, which is which is really nice, but like also really wild in a lot of ways. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have one more question for you, and then I'll let you go. I'm yeah. It's about like um, your process with like um, with these times when you're having like. Um, I don't know if you call them breakthroughs or bigger like transitions in life, like going through your breakup or the call to sobriety, like those, uh, those moments, do you feel like um, there's any rhythm to how often they happen or does it depend on like what's going on in your life? I'm just curious if you notice Mm. a pattern to that. Yeah, that's a good point. And now that you have said it, everything happens in November and December. (laughs) No way, really? Yeah, so for me, like, <laughs> oh, my God. Christina. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so here's the thing. So, like, I can't even remember how many years ago now, maybe, like, five years ago, I ended a, a very toxic, uh, you know, emotionally abusive relationship. That happened in December. Okay. When I got sober, that was mid-November. All in different years, to be clear. But when I broke up with my partner, that was mid-November. Mm-hmm. When I quit my job and got like did full-time coaching, that was in November. Wow. So, and it's so funny because when I did my card spread for this year, I feel like I pulled the death card for November this year. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> what (laughs) okay it's super interesting I don't know what it is about that time for me yeah because that's that's not winter for you that's summer no yeah yeah and yeah and then ironically like because whenever I make these big changes often then I then go inwards um so then I'm like hermiting over summer it's quite interesting actually yeah really weird (laughs) but no no um (laughs) no I mean okay I say no consistency (laughs) but like so the past three Novembers Mm -hmm. And then before that, it had been a couple of years. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's the past few years, um, like I'm coming to the end of my Saturn return. So I'm like, has it has has that like amplified it? And maybe it will it will peter out into like a maybe every few years kind <laughs> of cycle. Maybe <laughs> curious, <laughs> curious to see how how the next chapter goes. <laughs> I will let you know. <laughs> I'm I am reading this book. <laughs> <laughs> well, I won't keep asking you questions because who knows what we'll uncover. Um, <laughs> but very enlightening. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's been it's been amazing talking to you. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure and an honor. Amazing.
Thank you all for joining me today. If you are wanting one-on-one -on -one support to help you step into trusting yourself, seeing your own magic, and building the life that you want, you can contact me on my website. The website is below in the show notes. I hope you all have a bitchin' day.